Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. I am Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church right here in Spencer, Iowa. And we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. And we're coming back to you after missing last week and after having a shortened podcast the week before that. And the reason is because I lost my father on August 27th in his battle with cancer. Cancer, which was a result of Agent Orange when he served in Vietnam. Well, since for the last few weeks, I've been away with family and for his funeral. And just this past week, I've finally gotten back into church, into the church office, picking up the pieces and getting caught up, which is still going to take some time. For all of you at Christ the King and those that have contacted me during this time, thank you so much for your prayers, your condolences, your gifts during this time. It has meant a lot to me and my family. And as you noticed, there was no podcast last week, nor will there be for last week. The week before that, Reverend Steve Turner, who is the president of uh, the Iowa District West for the LCMS, he filled in for me in the pulpit and preached what was a beautiful sermon for the Feast of the Martyrdom of St. John. And you will also notice there is no congregation at prayer for this week or there hasn't been either for the last couple weeks. We will have that back on Sunday, September 26th. Today, however, we are celebrating the 15th Sunday after Trinity, where we'll hear Jesus teaching the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 6, where he tells us that we cannot serve two masters. We cannot serve both God and mammon, or money. So then, the Christian, in his service to God in this life, must be of singleness of heart toward God, which is what we hear in the first commandment. It's also what we hear in the first article in our catechism when Luther talks about how God's given us everything, and in return, we are to worship him alone. So then, as we live in baptism, as we live in the church, we have no need to be anxious because the one who saved us the one who we serve, he takes care of all our needs for us, all of mammon, all of money, all the resources, all of that is for our good, but not for our worship. God uses that to take care of us. But we worship him alone with singleness of heart. We seek first God's kingdom. With that, we now turn to our matin service with a hymn, Come, Let Us Join Our Cheerful Songs.
O Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. The true God, one in three and three in one. O come, let us worship him. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. It is his and he made it and his hands formed the dry land oh come let us worship and bow down let us kneel before the lord our maker for he is our god and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The true God, one in three and three in one, O come, let us worship him. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me. O thou, my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer, and attend to the voice of my supplications. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious. O turn unto me, and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and save the son of thine handmaid. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Bow down thine ear, O Lord, hear me. O thou, my God, save thy servant that trusteth in thee. Be merciful unto me, O Lord, for I cry unto thee daily. The Old Testament lesson for this 15th Sunday after Trinity is written in the 17th chapter of the first book of the Kings, beginning at the 8th verse. The Lord's word came to Elijah, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to sustain you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, 
please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. She was going to get it. He called to her and said, Please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. She said, As the Lord your God lives, I don't have a cake, but a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jar. Behold, I am gathering two sticks, that I may go in and bake it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go and do as you have said, but make me a little cake from it first and bring it out to me, and afterward make some for you and your son. For the Lord God, the God of Israel, says, The jar of meal will not run out, and the jar of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house ate many days. The jar of meal didn't run out, and the jar of oil didn't fail, according to the Lord's word, which he spoke by Elijah. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to put trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. The Epistle is written in the 5th and 6th chapters of Galatians, beginning at the 25th verse. Brothers, if we live by the Spirit, let's also walk by the Spirit. Let's not become conceited, provoking one another, and envying one another. Brothers, even if a man is caught in some fault, you who are spiritual must restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, looking to yourself, so that you also aren't tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if a man thinks himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each man examine his own work, and then he will have reason to boast in himself and not in someone else. For each man will bear his own burden. But let him who is taught in the word share all good things with him who teaches. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Let's not be weary in doing good. For we will reap in due season if we don't give up. So then, as we have opportunity, let's do what is good toward all men, and especially toward those who are of the household of the faith. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, O Lord, deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy, and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding, that I may know thy testimonies. Alleluia. The Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Jesus said, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor yet for your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? See the birds of the air, that they don't sow, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you of much more value than they? Which of you, by being anxious, can add one moment to his lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't toil, neither do they spin. Yet I tell you that even Solomon, in all his glory, was not dressed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today exists and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, won't he much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, don't be anxious, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? Or, With what will we be clothed? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, don't be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Each day's own evil is sufficient. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwelleth. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This month, we will hit the year-and-a-half milestone in this pandemic, and some will say that they're over and done with it. Others will say that the pandemic still rages on. But regardless of how any of us feels about it, one thing everyone can agree on is this. It's that our economy has entered into a time called the Great Resignation. Now, our country has faced a Great Depression, another minor depression, seasons of booms and seasons of inflation and housing crises and so on. But the Great Resignation, well, that's a new one and it was unexpected. But here's what happened. During the pandemic, people adjusted to working from home. They liked it. It gave them time to get work done while also being with their families. However, then the vaccination became a reality. It rolled out. And then workplaces began calling their workers back into the office or the classroom or wherever they worked. Yet, working from home for so many months made people begin to question whether they wanted to go back to the office. They were asking, do I work to live or do I live to work? Do I serve my job and my boss or do I serve my spouse and family? Do I serve my company by going back to the office or do I continue serving my family Maybe if I find another job where I can still work from home. Now, it may not be that drastic for all of us, and we all do live in different vocations, but in the age of the internet, the time of the great resignation was made possible. And with the pandemic, it is now here. Because as people begin to evaluate their lives, what they're finding is they can't serve two purposes or two masters. So they find themselves deciding whether to stay home and serve their families, making that the top priority, or go to work and serve the company and make that the top priority. Again, not all of us make those choices, but enough people are that it's being called the great resignation. Because their time, their service, their trust, their heart, they're finding it can't be divided. And it is this concept, this concept of undivided service and trust, of which our Lord teaches about today, saying, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Or in the Greek, as it says, mammon, worldly goods. Now, in the years before the Great Resignation, people had been trying to serve both the home and work. And only recently have many felt that this was not possible, or at least not desirable. Yet, this is exactly what we are tempted to do with God and mammon, with God and worldly goods in our lives. And we forget this so much that Christ has to always remind us about it here. And so, yeah, we can say that we trust in God alone. That's what we can claim until we see a brother in church or a neighbor in need and that their need could be fulfilled only if we sacrificed of our excess time or money or attention. But then that would mean giving our money to someone that maybe we think doesn't deserve it or giving our time to someone but then laying into the excuse that eh, their lives are really none of our business, or even thinking they may not be deserving of our attention. Don't they deserve all this for their sin? 
Well, then are we serving God or mammon? We say and claim that we trust in God alone until we see our spouse or parent or brother or friend or loved one die. Then we wonder how we can go on because our trust was in the loved one. We trusted them alongside God or maybe we trusted in them more than God. It could be the same for if our spouse asks for a divorce or even if a child goes off to college or leaves home to live on their own. And we find ourselves trusting or having trusted in them rather than in God. It's the same thing. We say and claim that we trust in God alone until the politician that we have trust in loses. And we think all is going to hell because we lost. Or even if our politician wins, then we have so much trust in him that we think all the world is well and we ignore all the evils. Either way, the politics of our party then has more of our trust than God. And the doctrines of politics become more important than the doctrines of Scripture. In all these cases, who have you trusted? Who have you really served? For we cannot trust unless we serve. We cannot serve unless we trust. And so we then begin to trust our mammon or our relations or our candidate or our political ideology more than God and his word. And then we begin to trust in them over God for all our needs. Because you see, you have only one heart and it's not big enough to serve God and mammon. To think that we can fill it with both is utter foolishness. There is no serving or trusting God if we think we can also nibble on the things of this world. So then, you either trust and serve this world with all its mammon or God. But the world, it's ever-changing, and death always looms above our heads. To trust in the world, then, is to always be anxious because you never know. But God is never-changing. He's always the same. To trust in him is to be in the faith with a solid foundation. But oh, the wretched man that we all are. Who among us can claim that we have not, even in this last week, felt anxious for our most basic needs? Who among us can claim that we have created faith in ourselves to be completely faithful to God? And so here we are, knowing who our flesh has served and loved, and knowing who it has despised and hated. Yet for you, dearly beloved baptized flock, that is not the end of the story. Look not upon your anxieties, but to the cross, and there take note of what you see, and also into what you were baptized, and on that which you feed. Upon the cross hangs the body of the Son of God and the Son of Mary, given for you, sent as he was by the Father, God Almighty, out of his love for you, whose will it was, out of pity for you, that his Son should hang there in your stead, with the promise there in the blood shed for you. And on the cross, we see why God is to be trusted. He is to be trusted for his power. For if God has given to you the great gift of his Son, 
which is everything that is God's. If God has baptized you into Christ's crucifixion so that your sins may there die on the cross and be buried forever, if God has baptized you into Christ's resurrection so you may be made anew in him in body and soul, if God has given you all that is great in his power in all of this, then what reason is there to doubt that he will not also give us those things that are lesser, such as food and drink or care for your body and the clothing that goes on it? He created you in his power. He saved you in his power. And we see God is to be trusted for his power and for his love. Our Lord here directs us to look at the birds of the air and the grass, the lilies of the field. Do the birds, do the birds sow or reap or gather or plan for the future or become anxious for the future for any reason? No. They simply enjoy what they receive at the hand of the Creator and are not anxious at all about how to add even a moment to their lives. And there they are content and they sing. And then our Lord directs us to look at the grass, the lilies of the field. The field does nothing. And yet the lilies you see in the meadows are more brilliant in their clothing than Solomon ever was in all his wisdom and riches. Now, dear baptized children, see how God loves his creatures in the birds and his creation in the meadows. As Christ asks, are you not more than these? You indeed are God's creation. Like the meadows, you are his creature, like the birds. But even more than that, baptized into Christ, you are his children. See then how the Father clothes you, not just with the shirt on your backs and the humble clothes in your closet, but also how he clothes you with his Son in baptism, how he will clothe you with the, right, with the white robes washed in the blood of the Lamb when you are called to come out of this great tribulation. See also how the Father feeds you not only at your dining room table with simple food, but also how he feeds you at his table, his altar, with the most delectable food of his son's flesh and the most precious drink of his son's blood. If he meets the needs of all the birds and clothes even the fields, because he loves his creatures and his creation, if he clothes you in his son and feeds you with his body and blood, then will he not also meet your most basic needs while you are here for a time in this great tribulation? And we see in all this that God is to be trusted for his love and for his promise. Hear the words of our Lord. Therefore do not be anxious saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Dearly beloved, baptized children of God, you are not like the Gentiles or the pagans or the heathens or the atheists. 
They do not know God. They do not know from where their basic needs come. They do not know how to answer their questions about food or drink or clothing or who to thank for all of it. But yet the Lord provides, even for them. But for all these questions, you know the answers. You, as God's children, know that your drink, your food, your clothing, all of it comes from His hand. For He who created you knows your needs even more than you do. And our helplessness in these needs show that we are to look for, to Him for everything. And His power, His love, His promise show us that He provides everything. And that our greatest need in all these things is this, to be saved from our sin, to remain in our baptism, to be nourished by the Lord's body and blood, to hear the gospel in which we always live, and without which we too soon forget. So our Lord says, seek first the kingdom of God, seek it here in the gathering of the saints at church, around the cross, seek it at the altar, in his word and sacraments. For in these are the kingdom of God, and by these is the faith created and sustained in us to seek the kingdom. So then, while we may be mindful of a tomorrow which may or may not come in this life, let us not be anxious about it. For it is enough to be confronted with the evils of this day where the devil tries to destroy our peace, to take our bread to rip away our clothing and rob us of our faith. As we confront the evils of this day, which is more than enough for us to deal with in this moment, may the church continue to humble, her, humble herself always as we pray without ending for God's pity, for our daily bread, for his cleansing, his defense, his preservation of his church, and as we pray for God's pity, asking him to give us our daily bread, may we serve him only by honoring those who bring us the word, as St. Paul says, by doing good to one another here in the congregation of the saints in the church so that none of us may do without. And may we as the church be united in love by the forgiveness of Christ so that we may all together Serve God with singleness of heart, of mind, and strength as we behold the cross before our eyes. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
rest upon thee to deliver me when didst humble thyself to be born of a virgin and thou hadst overcome the sharpness of death thou didst open the kingdom of heaven to all believers thou sittest at the right hand of God mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Let thy mouth be filled with thy praise and with thy honor all the day. O Lord, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me, O God, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Vouchsafe, O Lord, this day, to keep us without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. O Lord, let thy mercy be upon us, as our trust is in thee. Hear my prayer, O Lord and let my cry come unto thee. O Lord, we beseech you, 
let your continual pity cleanse and defend your church. And because she cannot continue in safety without your succor, preserve her evermore by your help and goodness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. 
Lord of heaven and earth. You govern all things and care for your children. Be with those who suffer from last Sunday morning's earthquake in Haiti and those who work to provide for their needs. Draw us all to the salvation found in Christ alone. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, you alone can establish lasting peace. Forgive our sins, we implore you, and deliver all Americans who are in Afghanistan safely back to their country, and deliver all those in Afghanistan from the tyrannical hand of our enemies, so that those whom we pray for, being strengthened by your defense, may be preserved from all danger and glorify you for the restoration of tranquility in their land. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, merciful Father, your thoughts are not our thoughts, your ways are not our ways. In your wisdom, you have permitted this disastrous wildfire in the west of America to befall upon many. We implore you, let not the hearts of your people despair, nor their faith fail, but sustain and comfort all who suffer from this affliction. Direct all efforts to attend to the injured, console the bereaved, and protect the helpless. Bring hope and healing that we may find relief and restoration. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O God, most merciful Creator, without your care and preservation, all things wither and die. Open the windows of heaven and send bountiful rain on us to revive and renew the land. Graciously hear our prayer that we may praise and glorify your name forever and ever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Praise him and magnify him forever. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast protected us through the night from all danger and harm. And we beseech thee to preserve and keep us this day also from all sin and evil, and that in all our thoughts, words, and deeds we may serve and please thee. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
Thank you for joining us for the Matins podcast this morning, and please do join us next week for the 16th Sunday after Trinity, where we'll hear from Luke chapter 7 in our Lord raising the son of the widow of Nain. Also, if you are in or near Spencer here anytime soon, please join us on Sunday, September 26th for our Rally Day, which is our kickoff for Sunday school for the next year. We'll also be having a family Bible study that day where everyone is invited from young to old as we discuss building a culture of catechesis at Christ the King, which includes knowing how to use the Congregation at Prayer tool, which I will show, and also discussing how we can support each other, not just on Sunday mornings, but also in reading scripture and praying throughout the week. All music for this service comes from smallchurchmusic.com. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church in Spencer or at CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this service, we encourage you to subscribe to our podcast tell a friend, or leave a review wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for these podcasts or would like to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses at the top of the bulletin, which is included in a link with this podcast. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.